Welcome to Tech Explorations Podcast Episode 3, Part 2. In the previous part of Episode 3, Alain introduced himself and talked about his background, Omslo, Nocan, and how he got started with the Arduino and the Raspberry Pi. In this second and final part, Alain talks about his Kickstarter campaigns, the design features of Nocan, his challenges and near disasters in manufacturing a complete hardware product, and his future plans for Nocan. Let's continue right away where we left off in part one. Let's switch to um, uh, your Kickstarter campaign because that, that is very interesting as well. So you had this idea to build this um, about what, uh, early last year, 2018? Oh, it actually, the idea started a bit, I would say a, a year, at least a year before. I would say sometime in 2017, yeah. I did actually a first Kickstarter that failed. Uh, what I did initially was um, this idea, except I used the Arduino, the classic Arduino Uno format, and uh, I used the Atmel 328. So yeah. I was, yeah. And I did it also, I mean, in a Kickstarter, there is, um, uh, there's a lot of things that you don't know when you do your first Kickstarter, you know, how you advertise it, how you, uh, how you, you know, how you use social media and all all that and i had no experience with my first kickstarter so it failed uh, maybe because of some technical aspect of the the project but also i think uh, because i had i didn't have the experience basically yeah. but second time around it actually did well and the project yeah, got yeah. funded right absolutely and it it's a- what we're looking at now yeah absolutely yes yes, yes. so <laughs> we, we talked about that ah, in october just- yeah yeah just I want to mention uh, on the topic before I forget on the topic of redundancy we're asking uh, one uh, aspect of this design that is interesting is that uh, in reality every node has two microcontrollers it has a main microcontroller which is an Arduino compatible one uh, uh, ARM Cortex so like all the modern Arduinos have that but it has a second chip which is also a microcontroller that is capable of resetting the first one and this is uh, very important. Like if, a watchdog. Yeah, like a watchdog, which means that if uh, in practice you're, you write an Arduino sketch that does something wrong, gets stuck in, in an infinite loop, the, you can instruct the, the, the second chip to reset the first one. The idea, again, is that if there's a problem, you don't want to go back at the bot in your garden, open up a box, and plug in a USB or something like that. Yeah. This guarantees that you will be able to recover from this kind of uh, uh, issue, which is yeah. very important. Uh, so you can see the two microcontrollers here. So you got an SAMD uh, 21. Is this like the main yeah. microcontroller that runs your program? Or the yes, watch? Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And this it's one here? is an STM32F0. So this is the watchdog. Make sure that this one is doing yeah. its job. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. It's actually also this watchdog also uh, talks, uh, does the CAN bus uh, stuff. Right. I was looking at the layout here of the board, which is, uh, this is your designs, totally your designs part of the um, campaign. And uh, uh, there's also the hat that goes onto the Raspberry Pi that is also your design part of the campaign, Mm -hmm. right? So all these pins are available to the makers, uh, to the maker to... Yeah. Uh, attached devices and sensors and actuators, right? And your inputs, outputs, or the 
the connection to the CAN bus is just these four pins. No, it's the green headers, uh, the green... Uh, to, oh, yeah, right. Yes, yeah. This is oh, an extra... Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is an extra for programming and testing purposes, but I left it there. So if people, you know, people sometimes have imagination, they could potentially add on top like a, a hat or what another hat, a shield that would uh, use this and connect right. to the... And it, the signals that you get from the green plugs, the green ports here, go mm -hmm. through to those four pins so that you can extend it yourself yes. with um, a hat on yeah. the hat. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. Very clever. <laughs> it's really nice. And the, yeah. the, the board is actually uh, my design, but the format is the, the Arduino MKR format, which is their... Uh, they, yeah. Today, it's their uh, their new line. The new line of Arduinos follow the MKR format, which is like you see on the screen, sixty one point five millimeters by, uh, yeah. I guess, uh, an inch. And uh, it's uh, so. And the pins on the Can Zero are exactly the same pin pins uh, pin, the same pinout as on the MKR uh, Zero from oh. Ardu Arduino. So any shield that works on one will work on the other. So it's true. I designed this uh, independently, but I mean, there's. Uh, I really wanted this to be compatible with things that exist out there. Yeah, you drew from the platform. It makes sense because yeah. uh, you program it in Arduino, and uh, you might as well keep all the compatibilities uh, of the ecosystem there. Uh, Absolutely. So you assembled all this yourself, right? In your, yes, in your yes, house. Yes. <laughs> yes, part yes, of yes, the yes. campaign on Kickstarter. Tell us about that experience. There's a lot of soldering here. There's uh, small components, <laughs> headers. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Look, this is something you don't uh, realize necessarily when you do the Kickstarter is that, uh, I don't know, I, yeah, I made 600 boards. Uh, you know, I have a, now a whole setup uh, to, 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 to take care of this. But yeah, there is a lot of things that can go wrong when you're doing uh, a certain volume. Like it, It's easy to make uh, five boards it's easy to make 10 boards, but when you pass 100, uh, a lot of things you didn't, you know, didn't expect. Uh, you will get some boards that don't work and you have no idea why. You know, maybe 1% of the boards don't work. You will get problems that, you know, again, it's well, the more you make, like uh, uh, some, uh, some parts just don't land correctly on the, don't, they flip around in the oven uh, when you reflow. There's so many things that can happen. And, so the it, it's not as easy as it sounds. You 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 have a lot of extra work to do uh, to 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 get high quality production. Uh, so you assembled all these. Uh, I guess yeah. you got the PCBs manufactured in China. Perhaps you get the PCBs Absolutely, back, yeah. but all these components you assembled yourself. You had a reflow oven, your stencils. Yes. Did you put and them on by hand? Oh. No, no. <laughs> I have a small pick and place machine. Yeah. A Chinese, uh, one of these Chinese uh, popular pick and place machines. It's a, yeah. it's a neoden actually. It's called uh, the, um, the 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 problem with these machines is that they're not. It, there's a big learning curve, a big yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, and they're not 100% reliable. Uh, they work quite well once you get the hang of them, but it it can take. It can. I would say it takes it takes a full Kickstarter campaign to get to get a, f a good understanding of how the machine works. Gee, well, 
it must have been uh, backbreaking, to say the least. Um, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> I see here that you got your lesson, that testing is the key, and you've built your own rigs <laughs> or jig. So for yes, the yes, listeners... Yes, it's, it's something actually yeah. you, you need to think about when when you design the product, uh, actually test... Ideally, but ideally never happens. You should uh, design the the the, the testing um, uh, board at the same time as you're de designing the, the the product in parallel. Yeah. Uh, in product. reality, it doesn't happen this way, but uh, that's how you should do it. Yeah. Well, you mentioned uh, the design phase. So, in your case here, your design was uh, essentially dictated by the shape and the characteristics of the NKR. 1000, the Arduino. Yes, yes. So at yes, least it yes. had that right shape. But everything else, like the layout of the components on it, and which components, where they would go, and their orientation, all those were really up to you, right? And the interface, the in and out for the CAN bus. Um, did you, apart from functional uh, considerations, when you were designing these, were you thinking about manufacturing and, and then testing? Or is it something that you learned uh, towards the end yeah i mean i was thinking um about i mean you read a lot of uh, uh articles about designing for manufacturability or something like that and uh, they tell you you get a few tips and things like that but actually you don't really uh you don't really know until you actually make them you th there's something that you know it's really with experience that you understand uh uh how some things just don't play out or play uh, or work well you know Learn by doing. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> That's what make, be, being a maker is about, isn't it? Yeah, it's the best kind of learning. Like you, yes. you had to ship all these boards out, and uh, mm -hmm. you learned a lot about how the uh, the shipping industry works, like the the post, the postal services. <laughs> and uh, yeah, actually, they, unfortunately, Greece is not uh, <laughs> as a country, as an economy. It's turned very much to an internal uh, things like, you know, uh, Greece is great for hotels and restaurants and, uh, uh, you know, tourism, but it's uh, it's not, the country is a bit, uh, compared to other countries, I would say in, in the EU, it's a bit in the, like, 20 years in the past when it comes to shipping stuff okay. and importing things. And uh, uh, But, you know, like every, no country is uh, is perfect. You have to just learn all these things uh, as as you go. So you need, like, as an entrepreneur and uh, a, a Kickstarter person, having completed successfully a Kickstarter campaign, th there's a few things that you really need to think carefully uh, before, I guess, before you even attempt to uh, to get on it. It's not like you're going to be able to design everything in perfection, but there's going to be manufacturing, there's going to be marketing, there's going to be shipping, especially if you are shipping, like, a physical product. And mm -hmm. you've got to be very careful with your financials like uh what you you got to make sure that you stay within your budget and did you have any such problems in particular with your budget uh, the budget was generally okay you 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 get a few surprises but overall um uh no i, I was within budget especially because the, the 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 campaign was successful i even went a bit over the the goal i had said so yeah. I was not, you know, in a situation where you're just uh, just going by the the numbers. I had a bit of uh, extra space, which was nice. But 
to to get to the Kickstarter, I made several prototypes. It's not like uh, I designed the board and magically it, it worked. It, it, there, there was like probably 20 prototypes before I got there. So, you know, so, so from a technical perspective, then you really didn't have any risk, right? You knew that you could deliver it. Yeah, I was my my nightmare is uh, and it still is sometimes is um, that the product is out there and there's a flaw that I did not see uh, and uh, it affects all the boards and I would have to you know I don't know redo them. nothing works anymore yeah yeah, yeah. I don't know. that is terrifying um, yeah uh, but it's been a while so I think if there have been any problems like that like that be that be out now that be surfaced i have i've had actually a moment of adrenaline once uh, i got a because i get feedback from users on uh, our uh, message boards and stuff like that and uh, i got one day a message from someone saying that he had trouble using several channels uh, so i mean uh, uh, yeah the the no can system works uh, with uh, communicates with channels uh, something i forgot to mention like boards uh, the, the nodes they create a channel, give it a name. Like, you, for example, you would have a channel called temperature and you publish uh, the temperature on that channel. There's no address. There's no, uh, it's not like in, you, you don't send it to a specific oh. node. You, you kind of set, share it with everybody. And MQTT, everybody right? subscribe to what? Sorry. It's, it sounds like MQTT channel. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. It's absolutely the same thing. It's like MQTT. Uh, so anyway, uh, th but this, uh, as a parenthesis, this makes programming much easier because you don't have yeah. to think about if a node exists. In some cases, you can write code that will work even before some nodes are plugged in the network because, you know, you just publish to a channel. And if new nodes start getting interest in that channel, they will receive the messages. Anyway, one I see a message in the forum, someone telling me that he cannot send messages with several uh, channels. And I was, I mean, this, this would have huge flaw. And I test it. Uh, I te I do this, his test case and he's right. And I have this, I freeze because I'm thinking I have, I don't know, four or 500 boards out there and they have a major flaw, you know, and you know, it's just, just a nightmare. Yeah. So for an hour, I'm like, uh, you know, Don't and it turns right out it, was, <laughs> it turns out that there was a flaw. Uh, we, an upgrade of the, the Arduino library contained a, a mistake and that caused, uh, it was not a flaw in the hardware or in the firmware that was on that hardware, which is the, the, the most, yeah. the, 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 the biggest problem. It was a flaw in the Arduino library and an update of the Arduino library fixed it. Thank I, God. I had a similar experience uh, with what you're describing a couple of days ago when uh, I'm working on like a little uh, project here with an AESP32. I ran the same sketch on this as I did about a month ago. A month ago, it ran flawlessly. Two days ago, when I did the same thing, it, it wouldn't compile. And it turns out that it was an update, I think, of the um, uh, platform IO firmware, mm -hmm. like the next version up, which caused one of the libraries in my project to not compile. And like, just like you, it took me about an hour to realize uh, what was happening. And because it was a very new flaw, uh, there was nothing on the internet about it. <laughs> so even worse. So 
know exactly what you mean. Um, and I think it's one of the consequences of uh, using open source software that shares a lot of software from a lot of different places and all those mm -hmm. things essentially operate independently. And there's, there's no way for the authors really to test uh, the new version of their software against every possible combination of software that end users might be playing around with. So something to keep in mind. Yes, yes, yes. What's happening uh, in, in this year? Like, what's your plan for NoCan? Where is it going? Well, uh, there are a few things that we we wanted to do, and we, we did. Actually, MQTT compatibility has been added. Uh, web interface. What I would like to do now is uh, uh, there is a RESTful API, but it's not documented. So this is hopefully uh, going to happen pretty soon. And I would like to have some Python uh, code, uh, Python uh, library that allows you to inter in, uh, to interact with the um, with the NoCan network. Because I was telling you before that uh, the ideal is to put the, the, all the logic in the nodes, so one node reacts to the other, but some, uh, I have some use cases where people would have nodes that are doing some things, but they want to take decisions, uh, for example, on the Raspberry Pi or even on another computer, yeah. and this means that they want to write a sketch, and Python is quite ideal for this, where they say, oh, if this sensor go, does this and this sensor does that, I should do this extra thing. You know, uh, I should send another message to the network. So they want to put some of the brains outside of the network, which which makes sense actually. And uh, so providing Python bindings to NoCan would be uh, would be helpful. This is a feature request I've had for a while, and uh, this is something I want to look into. But the hardware itself remains as it is. Uh, what you're talking about are and user improvements in the software side. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Yeah. So on the will... hardware side, yeah. things will, I, I mean, uh, for now, uh, things will stay um, as they are because it, it works, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you want to just make it even more useful and um, make it um, an appropriate technology for a greater variety of applications. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, Elaine, um, Let's wrap it up. Uh, what advice would you give to our listeners and to our viewers who are like you perhaps, um, say, 10 years ago when you started playing around with the Arduino, with the Raspberry Pi, with hardware? They came from a different area, not necessarily hardware. How do they start? I just I think pick a project like like I did actually, and uh, of course a big project can be scary, but you break it uh, down into smaller pieces and you first prove yourself that you can do the very small bits, and then you 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 get them together and uh, you will I guess you will make mistakes you will do some things that are completely wrong and it will take time. But it's totally worth it. The way to, to learn is to try to make things uh, and take advantage of the, again, the huge amount of resources you can get today, uh, online courses, uh, YouTube videos, and uh, uh, online uh, 
some universities are even providing free courses on electronics. It's just it's just fantastic what you can do today, and uh, don't not to be scared because I I, I still and uh, because I was late, I didn't study uh, electrical engineering. I was late in the game. I I can say. Yeah. I still remember how intimidated I was when I first soldered uh, things. You know, I was thinking, my God, there's no way I'm going to I'm going to do anything bigger than this. It's already I, I can't even solder correctly. It's awful. My what I'm doing is, you know, it's ugly. But uh, believe me, you learn, and you know, as I guess as well, uh, you learn, and you you can progress, and uh, it's amazing what you can achieve uh, if you yeah. just take the time to try to make things. Yeah, like your first project was a blinking LED on an Arduino, mm -hmm. and then you ended up shipping out seven hundred boards of your design, <laughs> mm -hmm. software, hardware, ground up with your picket place machine, your reflow oven. A Kickstarter campaign a few years later, right? It didn't just happen. It's just a gradual, yes. um, I guess, improving of your skills, your capabilities as you go. But it starts with a blinking LED. Yeah. Awesome. Well, it was a pleasure having you on the Tech Expressions podcast, Elaine. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. It was great. So um, I'll be looking forward to your um, updates in 2019 because I do have one of your um, kits with me that I'm going to play with. Mm -hmm. um, I hope I can produce uh, an interesting project that can match, uh, like it, that is worthy <laughs> of being mm -hmm. on your blog uh, sometime yeah, soon, sooner than later. So thank you. Okay, great. I'm looking forward to that. Great. <laughs> That's all for episode three. The notes for this episode that include links to many of the resources mentioned and information on how to get in touch with Alain are available on our website, techexplorations.com. Each episode comes with its own page on the Tech Explorations website and a gold mine of information in the notes. This podcast episode was produced by Tech Explorations. Do you have any questions or suggestions? Would you like to nominate a maker to be our guest? And of course, you can nominate yourself. Please email us at podcast at texplore.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes by searching for the name of our podcast, Tech Explorations. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next time.